Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Vanessa. Vanessa Bennett. Kim. Oh, you wish. What? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's our daughter. That's not my last name. <laughs> I just realized that Logan's last name is Vanessa Bennett Kim. No, Logan's last name is not Vanessa. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Logan's <laughs> last name is Bennett Kim. Yes. Your name is Bennett. Yes. You used to be Smith Bennett. My last name is Kim. Um, it's a lot. It's a. There's just a lot of lot of words with our last names. Is there? It's just Bennett Kim. Lawnmowers everywhere, guys. We uh, finished our book. It's coming out very soon, and yes, uh, yeah, we're super excited about it. And we want to take concepts from our book and talk to you guys about it. One of the concepts, uh, and this is a big one, is this idea of swimming past the breakers. And so um, that's what we want to talk talk to you about on this episode. What is a breaker to you? To me? Yeah. A breaker to me, thank you. Somebody said I have a cute jumper on. Um, a breaker to me <laughs> is something that gives you that initial kind of resistance, right? Like gives you pause, gives you maybe a gut reaction or a desire to like cut and run or like pull the, pull the escape hatch. Um, and so for a lot of us, we act on it. For a lot of us, it's like we, we get that initial feeling and then we immediately act on it without putting... Um, we live in California, guys. There's always lawnmowers and leaf blowers and all the lawns. Um, yeah, and most of us, leap, we act on it, right? Like without taking a pause, without slowing down and trying to figure out what that internal reaction is based on and whether or not it's actually based in history, programming, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Is that a uh, long, long yeah, I mean, I, all those are true. For me, uh, uh, swimming past the breakers means after the honeymoon right after the discovering new bodies and new stories and after um are you pointing at a question yes keep going so i want to go back to it how yeah. do you differentiate peanut breaker versus a red flag yeah that's a great about, question yeah yeah okay um we're gonna uh, dog ear that so after the honeymoon phase um when you know uh you notice the contrast when you notice you know the dirty socks on the floor uh, the way that he doesn't do the dishes, the way that she nags, you know, whatever, right? Just, just kind of the day-to-day -day things. To me, those are the breakers, you know. That's, and and I think that's when love starts. I don't think love starts when you meet someone and um, you have butterflies in your stomach. I think love starts when you start to build something, and building something um, requires swimming past the the turbulence, the contrast, and what we call the breakers. Yeah. So I, I really, I'm glad that somebody asked what's the difference between a, a breaker and a red flag because this is, a, this is a question actually that we freshly talked about because we were actually talking about how we write it in our book. And I was grappling with and was talking to our editor actually just an hour ago about making sure that it's clear in the book the difference between a, a breaker red flag and a red flag and a breaker, right? Yeah. So, um, 
We just went checkers. I, I said breaker. She said red flag. That's, that sounds typical for us. Yeah, and it's actually it's a very that was a very uh, um, that was telling of our relationship. It is. Yeah. You go right. I go left. Which is a breaker. That's one of our breakers. Okay, sorry. Go on. Sure. Okay. We're getting very um, meta. So when I think about a red flag. Um, for me, I think a little bit of red flag negotiation has to do with you. Not a little. Most of red flag negotiation actually is an internal process. It's not about them. We think of Ooh, red flags and we like think that. about the other person. Right, like right. this is something that's wrong with this person. Yes, and I yes. actually don't think that's the case. I think for a lot of us, like something that I would consider a red flag might not be something that you consider a red flag. Now listen, there are across the board red flags, right? Abuse, the way right, somebody right. speaks to you, um, you know, belittling, like there's certain character assassination, character, character assassination. like there's certain um, personality structures, I guess, for lack of a better term, that across the board should always be a red flag and a deal breaker, period, end of story. What, what, right? what, can I ask you, what's one red flag that, that, you, that you have? For me? Yeah. Um, how somebody speaks to me. I okay. was in a relationship with somebody who, in, right, right. in front of other people as well as behind closed doors, um, like the nasty tone, um, the name calling, um, just really mean with their words. Yeah. And so I am very, very clear about how I will be spoken to. Um, and it is a boundary that I'm like unwilling to let somebody cross. About a year ago, Vanessa said to me, you know what? I don't like the way we speak to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, and I also really appreciated that uh, she used the word "we" yeah, instead of "you." Because I know you. I have a tendency to do it too. Yeah, and I um, and I actually didn't even think about it until she said that, and then I reviewed, and I was like, "Actually, you're right. We we kind of come at each other hard." Um, you know, Vanessa's New York. I'm Korean. So, uh, it's actually true. <laughs> we're both, it's it's we're funny both loud. It's true. Like we're both like blunt and loud. Yeah, yeah. and so. Um, yeah, when we're heated or if there's stress, we can start to talk to each other in a way that is not coming from kindness. And, yeah. uh, um, yeah, and, and that adds up, right? So, um, anyway, that, that's one of your red flags. Yeah, that's one of my red flags. Yeah. So, yeah, so back to what I was saying about the book, right? Like, I want to make it clear that, um, a red flag slash deal breaker slash non negotiable, like, however you want to describe it, that is not what we're referring to when we're referring to a breaker, right? Like a breaker is something which are good examples that you gave, right? It's like he doesn't put the cap on the toothpaste, which is a real breaker between John and I, right? Um, I think Lennon Doyle and Abby Wambach actually speak about their breakers in a really adorable mm, way. Like yeah. they're very, well, they, they show it on social media, They show right? it, right? Like they're very similar to you and I right. in the sense that they're very opposite in a lot of ways. Yeah. And in the beginning, that stuff is cute, right? But after a while, it's not cute anymore. And so... For some people, that kind of thing is like a cut and run. It's like, oh, I can't fucking do this. This isn't worth it, right? Yeah, when you have honeymoon lenses on, um, the person you're dating can't do anything wrong and everything is adorable. And then as you start to build a relationship, I mean, the big one is when you start, when you move in with someone, right? That's when you really um, notice the day-to-day -day things that start to bother you. And it's normal. No one's perfect, yeah. um, you know? And so... Uh, yeah, like the cap on the toothpaste, uh, you know, not putting the seat down or the way that someone chews, like all these little things. And they can end up being um, a huge wall or they could be, it's like a, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, right? Um, a leaky faucet can, can, can still drown you. And so swimming past that, now swimming past that doesn't mean to ignore them. Right, or to like put up with bad behavior. Right, and, and I would also recommend... Um, the way that you swim past the breaker is to first look inward, 
You right, know? that's what I said. Like, yeah. it's about you more than it's about them. Yeah. Right? And if two people are doing that, if they're doing some kind of self-inventory, um, not only, uh, okay, this bothers me, but why does it bother right. me? Right. And then also, um, what can I do to change it so um, it doesn't bother me? Right. So instead of trying to change the person, and this is a love lesson that I've learned in my uh, 48 years on this planet, um, I'm very fast to try to change someone. I think a lot of us are. Sure. And so um, if you want to swim past the breakers, the first step isn't to get your partner to do something your way. It's to say, okay, this bothers me or this is annoying. Why is it? Mm -hmm. Follow that thread down, right? And so um, I'm trying to think of an example with us. Uh, well, I, I could give one that's probably a really good segue on this part of the conversation. Um, you know, I think we we gave a few breakers that are probably kind of like cute or silly examples, like the cap on the toothpaste. Yeah. But one of the ones for me, when I was very new in our relationship, um, that I had to really sit with, and I know you have some for me as well, was we're very different in our energies, right? Like you are more creative and kind mm -hmm. of all over the place and can be in my experience, like energetically a little like not grounded, right? Yep. Like you're very head in the clouds. Um, Aries. Well, but Aries Fire. actually are very, can be very grounded sometimes. Like really? you, you actually, you embody more of an air sign um, or an air quality to me. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Are you calling me an airhead? The point, the point is, is that you can be a little flighty sometimes, right? We sure, know this. Sure. And as somebody who, as a Taurus, right, like that can actually make me feel very unsafe, very unsettled, very ungrounded, um, very unstable, like a lot of this. And so in the very beginning of our relationship, I struggled with that because it was like, I partly love this component to you, which is this like- Mad scientist. Mad scientist, yeah. fast paced, yeah. creative energy, like wheelies. fun, yeah, doing wheelies, because I don't always embody that as much as I wish I did or could. Right. And so this is what happens. We usually attract the dynamic in somebody who actually, we wish we had more of that component. Um, and I had to really get real with myself around what was that internal feeling for me that was getting triggered when your energy went there, right? And so we've had these conversations. Like for me, it triggers a feeling of unsafe, being mm -hmm. unsafe, right? And so that was a breaker for me where I had to like decide, is this a breaker or is this a flag? A red flag, right? And that was actually, that was a point for me where I had to actually say, this could be a red flag if I allow it to be. And that would have been fine if that had been my decision and I said that this was this was a non-negotiable for me, then that was that's great. Right? Can I answer something really yeah, quick? Please. If she um, drew a line in the sand and said, you know what, this is not a breaker, this is a red flag, this person is not good for me, he brings up too much resistance, whatever, uh, then she's also stunting her growth because she's she's not going to use that as a vehicle to stretch or look inward. She's going to find someone else who matches her type more. No? Yes, and. I mean, the reason why I would say the and is because I think it just depends on the person. Like, I think for me, I know that I knew after some kind of inner reflection that that was a piece that I was willing to use as something to work on and work through. Oh, you mean many but people for are others, not maybe there not. Maybe they're not there yet. Maybe or that's maybe that's that on their priority list is a higher priority than it is for me, for yeah. example. And if yeah. that's the case, that's not wrong. That's just you, right? Like I, if, if I was the kind of person that said like, me feeling safe and grounded and energetically more like kind of aligned with somebody is number one priority, then it would have been totally acceptable for me to say, you know what, John, like this isn't, it's, you're not a bad person. It's just, we're not energetically aligned and that would have been okay. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm talking myself in circles only because now I'm thinking is an internal process 
for somebody to decide what is a breaker worth swimming past or not. Yeah. Think about for you, um, it, whether you're in a relationship or not, think about what your breakers are, not your red flags. We talk a lot about red flags. Red flags are important. Um, but what are the breakers that keep coming in, uh, coming up in relationships that prevent you uh, from swimming past them? Mm. And I think a sustainable relationship, a love that is built on trust and safety is on the other side of swimming past the breakers. And I think a lot of people, yeah. they don't swim past the breakers. And, and you know, um, Vanessa and I are both uh, guilty of this, right? I've been in relationships where, and for me, it's usually after about three years, I start getting antsy. I start questioning it. I start sabotaging it. Uh, I want something new. I get bored, like all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So those are breakers and those are things that I need to own. If not, then I'll just keep doing these three-year deals. And the only thing that changes are uh, faces, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. Vanessa and I have been together four years. So in a way... Um, at three years, shit started coming up, and I had to uh, not try to change her um, or go find someone else, but I had to sit with what is coming up, um, how do I swim past this, and now we're on year four. And so by swimming past year three, at least for me in my story, um, a big for you. it's a big breaker for me. And so if you notice the ocean, it, you know, the, the breakers are usually in the front, right? It's a short break. It's what people surf on. If you go past that, then the ocean is actually calm. And I, and I think it's the same with relationships. And I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's you know, smooth sailing for right. us or anyone past that, but it's a lot easier, you know, once you get past the big things that are underneath, um, that are usually the patterns that um, keep happening, keep coming up and prevent you from being in, in any kind of long-term relationship. Once you get past that, you're actually convincing your body, oh, this is what it feels like. And it can be yeah. scary, right? Because it's kind of unfamiliar and it's, it's boring. Yeah, boring. It could be whatever, right? Calm. I, you know, not to turn this into, I don't want to turn this into like a star sign conversation, but somebody said like, oh, Aries need higher energy and passion, right? Because somebody was talking about like me being a Taurus and you being Aries. And I actually think that that is something that's important to touch on, not necessarily because of the sign, but because of personality type. And this is why. Yes, one might say blanket statement. Oh, an Aries needs somebody that's more high energy and passion than a Taurus, right? But exactly what John is just saying about his pattern and his tendency was every th three years to get bored and get restless and look for something new. And guess what? He got to a place in his life where he realized that was his shit. That was his pattern. And he was actually sabotaging his ability to have a very deep, intimate relationship because he was letting himself, quote unquote, get bored. If he every three years is the one that's getting bored, then he's the common denominator in that. That is not an Aries-Taurus thing, right? And so, yes, one might say on the surface, like, I'm a Taurus, I maybe I not, don't bring as much excitement, but if what he's truly longing for after doing his self-reflection is stability and calm and nurturing and a deeper connection, and Aries or not, that's his breaker. He's mm -hmm. got to swim past that, right? And so, and I think for me as a Taurus, it would go the opposite way. I think I really needed and still need that infusion of that high energy and that passion because even though it can make me feel a little ungrounded and unsafe sometimes, it's so necessary so that I don't get stuck. Because again, as a Taurus, if we want to talk about it that way, I can get really comfortable and, and really rock-like. <laughs> yeah. You know what's interesting is when Vanessa and I first met, um, one of the things um, that was new for me and made me um, be drawn to her was um, her groundedness 
And in the book, I talk about uh, her having Reiki hands. Um, and it's kind of like half joking the way I talk about it, but th there is truth to it in that um, I think we were making out or something. We were doing something um, um, that was intimate. And I noticed the energy her, of her hands. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, this is different. This is mm -hmm. new. I'm curious about this, you know? And so uh me being flighty my work would be to try to be more grounded slow down slow down and, and and maybe for vanessa because um being grounded is her baseline or her default maybe the stretch for her is to be uh more flighty well, <laughs> not flighty not flighty, passion but... i don't want to be flighty yeah, yeah you know, you're already flighty I'm, i can way. be flighty too which yeah. is like but it, it's passion it's 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 playfulness yeah i think is my is my stretch right um, so just to kind of recap, just cause somebody said, you know, can you get specific about the meaning of the word breaker? So like John said, right, we know the breakers in the ocean are the, the breaking waves, right? And if you're ever, if you've ever tried to surf, which by the way, I have twice and I gave up because I couldn't get past the breakers because they, they knocked me on my ass so many times. I had so much water on my nose. I Quitter. gave up. I was a quitter. Quitter. I was like, this. I'll stick to snowboarding that I'm good at. Um, for a lot of us, we can't ever get past the breakers, right? You're like me, you give up. You're like, this is too hard. I have too much water up my nose. I'm over this shit. I want to go lay in the warm sand and relax and be comfortable. Too much right? sand in my ass crack. Too much sand in my ass crack, exactly. Um, but in this context, the, the kind of metaphor that, that John uses when he says breaker is like, you can't ever experience the calm water on the opposite side, the other side of the breakers, if you don't swim past those those disruptions, that turbulence. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for... Um, that was helpful. Thank you for listening. Uh, our book is going to go on... Uh, Pre-order pre uh, very soon, and we're going to keep creating this dialogue. And, uh, you know, part of the reason why we wrote this book is... Um, we're trying to be quote unquote experts or therapists who are um, also sharing their struggles. You know, we're not trying to come at people um, with pointed fingers or, you know, um, bolding the letters after our names. Mm -hmm. um, we're trying to we're trying to come with people um, from a humanistic door. And that we're two people who have to be who happen to be therapists. Yeah, we still struggle. We're yeah. still humans. We still yeah. have our flaws and our triggers and our baggage and our yeah. traumas and all that stuff. So that's the tone of the book, and it's important to us. Thank and you eventually, yes, available on audiobook. Somebody just asked that. Oh, yep. Thank you for listening. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Morgan Freeman is going to do my voice. Uh, <laughs> you wish. We're still waiting to hear back uh, an answer from him, but uh, thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordeaux, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.